This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your podcast for all things Auburn basketball. I'm Jace Phillips, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Chandler Fullman. Chandler, how you doing tonight? I'm pretty well, Jace. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I mean, I'd be better <laughs> if the Auburn basketball game didn't end up like it did today. I think um, I, I'd have to agree, but um, there's still there's still some games left, and, and there's still um, some opportunities to pick up some, some big quad one wins um, before the postseason. Um, we currently sit 19 and 10 overall and 9 and 7 um, in the Southeastern Conference. And as crazy as it sounds, you know, it feels like it just has not been the best season, and we're fifth in the conference. It's tough to believe, and I think that's just a testament of where Bruce Pearl has gotten our program because Auburn fans are expect to finish in the top three or win the conference every year now um, because Auburn has done it two or three out of the past, what, five years. Yeah. And it's – it's become expected, and that's a good problem to have. But, I mean, it's a great thing when fifth or fifth in the conference is a disappointment. Yep. Um, that, that, that means that our program has gotten somewhere. I would have to agree. Let's get started here. That team on the other side of the state came to us on, on February 11th, and, and we really battled for a while. You know, we – didn't have the outcome we wanted, but I, I think that we played them a lot better than most people thought we would. Yeah, we uh, we kept it competitive for 35 minutes, maybe really? even 37, 37 minutes. I mean, we, we were right there in that game, back and forth, back and forth, for 35, 37 minutes before Alabama finally pulled away. And I thought that was a, a true testament to how good our team can be when they play together. And Chandler, let's keep in mind, we shot awful and we're still in that game. So I think that just goes to show you that this team can disrupt people on the defensive end, um, you know, really well because, I mean, Alabama, I believe their offensive efficiency has got to be one of the best in the country, unfortunately, and um, we did a very good job at defending them. Yeah, I was was very impressed. Alabama did not shoot the three ball um, as well as I thought they would, thankfully. And I thought Auburn played a pretty good basketball game. It's just this year Alabama has better Jimmys and Joes. Unfortunately, that makes a difference. It's not always the X's and O's, but it's sometimes the Jimmys and Joes. That's right. Wow, I didn't realize this this until looking now. Alabama shot barely over 50% from the line while we shot 85% um, from the line. Um, that's a stat I, I guess I didn't realize during the game that I see now. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn shot the basketball really well. I was very impressed with um, especially our free throw shooting. Um, I just – I can't – I can't say enough um, how surprised or how pleasantly surprised I was from that from the Auburn game against Alabama. Definitely, um, definitely showed some signs of a team that that could definitely compete and maybe come be a team to uh, to be a sleeper in March um, yeah. um, by showing what we were capable of. But yeah. 
moving but on to just real um, quick right here. The bad news, Jace, is in March, um, Auburn does not play. Well, they do play on March fourth in Auburn Arena, but besides that, they will not play in Auburn Arena. And on the road and neutral sites, Auburn has struggled. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I'll uh, I'll stop being a negative negative Nancy, and I'll move on. But moving on to the next game, um, it was really, I feel like, one of our best games in conference play, um, defeating the Missouri Tigers 89-56. to um, Janai Broom led the way with 20. Alan Flanagan had a really good game with um, 16 points, and Katie Johnson with 15. Um, we really just played well offensively, the you know, for 40 minutes and, and defensively. I think that's one of the most complete games we've played all year. I mean, we shot 80% from the free throw line. We shot 49% from the field. We shot 50% from the three-point line. I don't know if we've done that in another game this year. No, I, I, that was that was one of the be- one of the two best games I can remember um, from this year, with the other game being uh, the Northwestern game. Um, <laughs> Hence, hence the sarcasm. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that Northwestern game, that's now proven to be a very, very quality win as they, they've upset two, I believe, top five opponents um, in the past few weeks. Um, but I was really, really proud with the way our guys played against Missouri. Out-rebounded them 48-26, to 26, which was huge. Um, forced them into 16 turnovers. Um like I said, forced them to take really, really difficult shots, but we also um, played very well offensively, um, scoring a, about you know forty five points in the first half and then forty four points in the second half. Those two halves happened in one game. Um, I don't think we've had many halves this season where where we've scored over forty. So, and we were able to do it twice in one game. So, um, played very well that game, and um, you know had some guys that don't always score um kind of step up that game which is what we're going to have to have here down the stretch yeah I, I agree and um I think one of Auburn's biggest problems this year has been getting some bench help um you know Wendell Green he's been a pretty consistent contributor Janai Broom has been a pretty consistent contributor um, those two have been our biggest contributors, I would definitely say. But also, um, Alan Flanagan um, and Jalen Williams have been pretty not 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 as consistent as Wendell and Janai, but they have been consistent contributors. But besides those four, I mean, our our contributions are next to zero. Um, I mean, KD Johnson, he'll he'll have a spark every now and then, but I guess I should say besides those five, uh, I mean, I guess the next best contributor scoring wise, did you say Jalen? Yes, I said Allen and Jalen, and then KD, but I guess our sixth best scoring contributor maybe Leor. I don't yeah. know. I mean. Yeah, because Zepp has had so many game, just scoreless games. Yeah, and that's um, when when Leor Berman, and that's not a shot at Leor, 
but I mean, he's a, a former walk on and, um, and he, he gives it, he'll give it his all. I mean, I love the effort that Leor Berman gives, but he is just not as talented as some of these other players. And I just really think that that is the bench is a main struggle for Auburn. Yeah. I would have to agree. I think that's kind of been our Achilles heel all year. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry also available in zero sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Moving on, we we took a trip um, up to Nashville um, to face the Vanderbilt Commodores. And Vandy's a team that really, really started the year poorly. But um, as of late, they had kind of turned it on. I believe they had won like four of their, of their last five going into that game. Um. But looking back at this game, it's a game that we should, another game on the road that we should have easily won. Um, and another game that if we would have won, we probably wouldn't be so worried about where we might end up here in the postseason. Um, you know, credit to Liam Robbins. We could not defend him well without fouling. And, and boy, did he, he make his free throws. 17 for 20 from the line. Um, that's something that Janai Broom has struggled with this year. He is quick, and Janai can score, and he can make some athletic plays, but when he plays against players that can back him down um, and and sometimes are just stronger, he has struggled to defend the basketball. Yeah, um, an example of that was what we saw today with Oscar Shibway. Um, but, yes, the Vanderbilt guy, what's his name? Liam Robbins. Yeah, Liam Robbins. I mean that dude is tall, right? And he's not—he's um, not even necessarily that big, but he just—he had a knack for or for getting close to the rim, and and when he got close enough to the rim, he just—we really struggled to defend him without fouling. And and did he get some calls? Of course, but any home team, you, you know, you you expect that to to happen to. Um, but for the most part, I felt like um, we just really struggled to defend him and. That was a big reason why we were unable to come away with that victory. Um, once again, we didn't shoot very well from the line. I mean, sorry, not from the line, from the field. Um, we we Well, we didn't shoot great from the line either. I mean, only 50% um, from the free throw line. That's not going to win you very many games. From the field, we shot all right. We shot about 44%. Other than that, you know, we just kind of gotten beat at every asset of the game. Uh, looking back on it, they shot the three ball better than us. They shot free throws better. They out rebounded us. They turned it over less than us. Um, so looking back at it now, I mean, they just played the better game. And you know that that was I will say I was disappointed with that game most was the effort because most of the time you don't see a Bruce Pearl coach team lose because the effort's not there. But I just felt like we really lacked the effort and played with a lack of intensity in that Vanderbilt game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And it just it came back to bite us there at the end. And um, just 
I mean, I feel like we have been right there for several games this season, but we don't have that one player that can finish. And it's really hurting us um, now that we've gotten later in the season against really good teams. Yeah, most definitely. Um, But moving on, we came back to uh, Neville Arena and faced the Ole Miss Rebels. Um, Ole Miss is a team that has really struggled this year, um, but I really don't feel like they're that awful of a team. They've got some players that I feel sometimes think, man, if we if we had him, he could be a real difference maker. Um, but they've just really struggled to I feel like play well together as a team, um, and and that's kind of contributed to a lot of their losses. But anyways, um, getting back to to this game. Uh, you know, we we came away with the victory, seventy eight to seventy four. But I felt like that it was a lot closer than I would say most Auburn fans were anticipating. Um, you know, I, I and me personally, um, you know, this is a game I I expected us to win fairly comfortably, and and boy, was it the complete opposite of that. I mean, there was there was times in the second half that I was really worried that that we might mess around. Yeah, that when we uh there was one time when we got down 63 to 59. Um we were losing 60 to 59, I believe, and Ole Miss hit a three with I think 3 or 4 minutes left to make it 63 to 59. Um and I was like, shoot. Auburn is in trouble. They are actually going to lose this game and our tourney hopes are going to end right here tonight. But then they, uh, con- contrary to what I have said, um, they found a way to pull it out um, when it mattered. And the reason why I think they did pull it out is, I mean, unfortunately not a testament to Auburn, but just Ole Miss is not a good basketball team. Um, Kermit Davis got fired yesterday, um, and... Um, Ole Miss has struggled this year, and um, I think that's just Auburn's Auburn showing up at the end of the game is more of a testament to Ole Miss not being good than it is to Auburn being okay. Yeah, yeah, def- I definitely think you're right on that. Um, but Wendell was our leading scorer, and going eleven. 11- for 12 from the free throw line was really huge um, for Wendell. Um, in fact, I think we only missed two free throws all night um, against Ole Miss. So the whole team, for the most part, shot well from the free throw line. Um, but like you said, it was just kind of one of those games where um, I don't necessarily know that we, we won because we really showed how good we were, but um, – you could just kind of see Ole Miss's same old struggle they've had all year and just finding ways to lose games. Um, so I, I definitely think you're right on that. Um, but looking at this free throw percentage, 92%, I would think that's got to be our highest highest percentage from the free throw line all year. And um, that's, a, that's a very good sign as we get closer to the season here because – I mean, free throws, you know, you hear it said all the time, but in this time of year especially, something as simple as making your free throws can be the difference between your season ending or, or keep going on. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And 
like you said, Auburn was very impressive from the free throw line. I mean, Auburn, I feel like, has has definitely improved from the free throw line as we have gone about this season. Um, and I think that's a good thing, obviously. But the problem is um, we're not we're not getting to the line near as much as I wish. Um, now, I mean, there's been a game or two where we've gotten there 25, 30 times, but it needs to be every game. Our our game needs to be drive the basketball, kick it out for the open shot. Drive the basketball, kick it out for the open shot. And something that, and kind of getting into um, today's game um, against Kentucky, um, you know, one thing that I noticed even in this game, not that it might not have mattered today, but just I've seen it in a lot of games, is when we got a guy that makes a couple of shots, we don't we don't set anything up to get them, keep getting them open, and when you have a guy that that is hot from from the field and and is making their shots, you've got to find ways to get them open shots and to continue to get them open looks instead of just making them create everything on their own, and that that's that's an area that I've kind of seen this year where where we've struggled. Um, you know, look at, looking back at the final four year. We got Bryce Brown shots when he needed to get shots. We got Chumo Kiki in the corner to get shots, to get him open. You know, Jalen Williams, lots of times, he's he's made a couple of shots, and then he might not shoot again until eight, nine minutes later. Yeah. And, I, I mean, part of that is credit to the team, you, you know, your opponent, you know, playing better defense and, and really starting to lock that guy up. But I also think part of it is, you know, you've got to draw that up. Uh, you know, you, you've got to find ways to get him open. And, and as teammates, you've got to find a way to um, to put yourself to the side and, and get the ball to that hot teammate. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's a large part of the problem that Auburn has this year is just the simple fact that we have several players that are timid in shooting the ball. Um, Jalen Williams great shooter i mean i really think he is a great shooter but he, he does not shoot the ball near enough nope and Zep, i, I zap jasper zap jasper. Yep. jasper is exact probably the best example um zap is i mean i would guess around a 30 percent for a three-point shooter which is not bad no nope. um but the thing is he probably has only shot I don't know, maybe thirty times this year. Yeah. Um, from the three point range, three point line, and if you're, if you're gonna win, you got to shoot the ball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't award you. They don't award you points for good defense. You're not wrong, and and I think one thing about those guys too, when they miss one, they don't want to shoot it again. Yeah. And. Man, can you imagine that year when we made the Final Four, Bryce Brown, if he missed one, just deciding he wasn't going to shoot again? <laughs> I mean, we would we would have lost a lot more games. Um, so you can't let the fact that you miss a shot or two um, keep you from from keep putting them up because, you know, Bruce Pearl coach teams have shot lots of threes, and Bruce Pearl has been a successful coach. <laughs> so... You've got to continue to, to try to get those open shots and, and, and shoot them when you get them. Uh, don't pass it up to a teammate. Um, so I think that's, that's a huge part 
Um, and some of the problems that we've had this year is just lack of taking initiative and, and just doing it, just shooting it. Um, but that kind of leads us into this game today. And, and boy, we have played some, we have looked bad in some games this year, but we haven't quite got just dominated like we did today. Um, I, I would definitely say this one was by far the most disappointing loss of the season, fall into Kentucky, uh, 54 to 86. Um, I mean, looking at the numbers now, Kentucky shot 62% from the three-point line. I think coming into this game, Kentucky was bottom three or four in the conference in three-point shooting. And today, they just they couldn't miss. I mean, and, you know, credit to them for getting open looks, but it almost makes you wonder if we would have played a, a decent game, would it have still been enough? I mean, Kentucky could not miss. Um, Kentucky out rebounded us forty one to twenty three. That's almost twenty more rebounds, um, and that's just something that that can't happen. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And um, Kentucky shot the lights out. Kentucky, the the biggest thing I thought for Kentucky was their shoot, shooting. They shot the lights out, and their offensive rebounding. They got a ton of offensive boards that just killed Auburn um, in the long run. And I think that that is – it's not what decided the game. I mean, Kentucky won by 32 points. But um, that played a big, big part in, in the game. And like I said, um, Kentucky shooting – what did you say, 62% from the three-point three point yep, line? 62% from the three-point line, 93% from the free-throw line, and 56% from the field. Yeah, I, uh, when I was in eighth grade middle school basketball, um, I shot 63% from the three point line, 95% from the free throw line and 57% from, from the field. Um, but, um, well, Kentucky couldn't quite match that today. That's but. true, but they did, they did pretty good. They did. So. Um, but, um, I do just want to last thing before we, um, wrap up this podcast. I would like to give a shout out to um, Coach Jay and the Lady Tigers as they close out the regular season tomorrow at home um, against Vanderbilt. Um, and that, yeah, last home game. So it will be senior day um, for, for those girls. Um, and I think that something huge to point out here is that if Auburn wins tomorrow, they will finish the season with a winning record. And that is a major improvement because I believe last year, I think they were like five games, five or six games under 500. Right now we're sitting at 14 and 13 um, with a chance to improve to 15 and 13 against Vanderbilt tomorrow. And, and, a chance to get five SEC wins. And I know that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but last year I believe we only won two SEC games all season. So a chance to win three more SEC games than the year before. And I believe a chance to finish um, fifth from the bottom, which would mean we wouldn't have to play on the first day of the tournament, Um, which would be very big for that team. Um, Because I believe that, we are a team that can compete with, you know, almost everybody, despite maybe a team or two at the top, um, who just 
mainly just South Carolina who just has proven that, you know, they can beat anybody um, and beat anybody convincingly. So, but aside from South Carolina, I feel like, and maybe LSU, we have competed with almost every team that we've played this year, despite losing some tough games. So shout out to coach Jay. And um, despite what happens tomorrow an improved year um, compared to our first year. And, and that's always what you like to see for a new coach. Yes, I would agree with that. And, um, I, I do think Coach Jay has the program headed in the right direction, and um, and that's a good thing. Um, it's kind of kind of unique. Um, I'm just this is totally random. Just thinking about this, um, how Auburn has a, quite quite a few um, Mississippi State um, relations um, on staff currently with. John Cohen, former Mississippi State Athletic Director, current Auburn Athletic Director. Butch Thompson, former Mississippi State Pitching Coach, current Auburn Head Baseball Coach. Johnny Harris, former Mississippi State Assistant Women's Basketball Coach, current Auburn Head Women's Basketball Coach. Um, I think Rhett, Rhett Hobart, um, he's one of the athletic directors that just came on to Auburn. He used to be at Mississippi State. Um, Just kind of a a unique connection um, between the two schools. And I've always uh, thought that Auburn and Mississippi State were similar. So um, that that, that will end my rant for tonight. Um, (laughs) I don't know where that came on, but um, just um, the comparison between the two schools. Um, Next week on Inside the Jungle, uh, Chandler will compare Alabama to Ole Miss and <laughs> compare those two schools. Um, but, all right. So, anyways, that'll about do it this time on Inside the Jungle. Jace, anything else? I think that's about it. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.